Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. I strip this if I lay them inside the gutters and inside the water troughs and put them down under the water, it'll soften them easier to chew and to bite, and they'll get more nutrients, and it will cause them to produce more, and all be blessed. So I don't think it's so much the sight of seeing the branches. I think it is really the eating of the branches by the sheep and the goats. It's just my opinion and my observation of seeing my own sheep and goats eat the bark and eating the white part of these branches. And some believe these certain kinds of trees have nutrients and help the sheep produce, makes them stronger, makes them healthy. Now there is a Hebrew wordplay, a pun if you will, on the word white, and the name Laban translates white. And Esau, whose name was Edom, his name transfers red. So it's weird, you got white and you have red. And so with the white rods, Jacob is going to take advantage of Laban, whose name means white. And with the red uh, porridge, the red stew that he made, Jacob took advantage of his twin Esau, whose name will translate red. So he uses white to fool Mr. White and red to fool Mr. Red. It's just kind of a bizarre thing that you see in the Hebrew words upon, if you will. 29. So, the flocks mated by the rods, and I think the rods were in the water, in the troughs, not lined up like many have thought. And the flocks brought forth striped, speckled, and spotted. I think it's more than just Jacob. I think Jacob is smart. He knows what he's doing. He's built a career around husbandry, developing animals. He knows how to mate them. He knows how to take care of them. Because left to their own means, the flock would become a mess. But he knows how to manage them. But he also has the blessings of God. Maybe you've started your own business. You've built a career. You're working for the Lord. And you're doing the best you know how. And really, without the Lord, you'd probably run it into the ground. But because you're a believer, because you put God first, because you know the Lord, he blesses the fruit of your hands. He blesses you with clients and breakthroughs and, and accounts come through. And the business takes off. And hopefully you realize it's not just you. It is God that has blessed you in your work, in your paycheck, in your business, just like he is blessing Jacob. Verse 40, Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face toward the striped and all the black in the flock of Laban. And he put his own herds apart and it did not put them with Laban's flock. 41, moreover, when the strong of the flock were mating, Jacob would place the rods in the sight 
of the flock in the gutters, again, I think, into the water, so that they might mate by the rods. But when the flock were feeble, he did not put them in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. He is managing these sheep and goats. He is breeding them accordingly. The strong with the strong to produce a, a, a better stock. And he's kind of weeding out the weak and the feeble. Now, here's the thing with sheep and goats. I know a little bit. I'm not an expert. I'm a novice with sheep and goats. But sheep and goats can have up to three babies in one litter. They can actually have two litters a year because pregnancy is five months for sheep and goats. And so if you just take one male and one female and she's having, you know, three or four or five or six a year, and then those babies can have babies as early as six months old and like every year, you're going to multiply your sheeps and goats and you're going to have them coming out of your ears. That's why at our ranch, all our boys are fixed because I'm going to get taken over by sheep and goats, right? They'd eat every green thing and kill our ranch. So all our boys are fixed. <laughs> our sheep and goats are for like to love them and to pet them. And people say, when are we going to cook them and eat them? No, we're not going to eat our sheep and goats. The children love to play with them, feed them. You know, the little baby goats, I hold them in my lap. They're for PR. <laughs> They're for love. They're pets. But he is multiplying them like crazy because he knows what he's doing. If you just leave them to their own devices, you get the wrong kind of mating, you get inbred, you get babies having babies when they're too young. And then you're going to have miscarriages and you have to be there when the babies come out. You have to do the lambing and reach in and pull the babies out or they'll die. I mean, it takes a lot of expertise and knowing and how to breed and how to provide a superior breed. And Jacob knows and God knows and God is blessing Jacob, 43. So the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks and female and male servants and camels and donkeys. Jacob is becoming mega rich. I don't think it's about the money. Christianity is not making you a millionaire. It's not about prosperity. It is having a loving relationship with God, and we're his, and he takes care of us, and he gives us what we need, and he blesses us, sometimes overwhelmingly blessings. But it's not about the blessings, it's about the blesser. It's not about the gifts, it's about the giver. It's about loving Jesus and having him in your life. And I've seen some Christians get too blessed, have too much, and they throw Jesus under the bus, right? I don't need him anymore. I got my stuff out of him. No, that's not how it works. It is the deceiver's payback, if you will. Laban was the deceiver, and he switched wives 
on Jacob. And now Jacob, his name means deceiver. He's the deceiver, and he's switching flocks on Laban with God's help. Because Jacob's flock will become the majority and will be huge and powerful and strong and healthy. And Laban's flock will become the minority and small and weak and feeble. The deceiver is fooling the deceiver. And six years he works. And you figure if one lamb, if one sheep can have you know, up to three a year over six years, and then their babies have babies, and you do the multiplication, and you're starting out with a big herd to begin with. I mean, we're talking hundreds upon hundreds. And in today's prices, one sheep is worth $150. You know, multiply that by thousands. I mean, you're mega rich. And what camels, camels can start at $5,000 a camel, up to 10000 in today's prices, I mean, and servants, it's sad to have human slaves, but so it is in the pagan world. Plan your move. This is chapter 31, verse 1. We got a plan to get out of here. We need our own home, right? Verse 1. Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's sons saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and from what belonged to our father, he has made all this wealth. There's been a transfer, and we're upset because this is our inheritance. Jacob saw that the attitude of Laban, this is his father-in-law, and behold, it was not friendly toward him as formerly. Things have changed, yes? Verse 3. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I will be with you. I promise you on this journey of life, right? Has God ever said, it's time to move? Leave that job. Turn in your notice. You've got to move out from that home. You've got to leave this town. You've got to change to a different church. You've got to make a change of friends. And you know, if you're like me, no, I don't want to change anything. I want everything to stay the same. Sometimes God's got to give you a little boot, right? Some inspiration. And God's saying, you've got to move. But don't be afraid. I will be with you. I'll help you. It's a God thing. He's getting the signals, right? The cold shoulder from father-in-law. You're taking all my sheep. You know, from the father-in-law's boys, you're taking all our inheritance. And now God is saying, you know, it's time to move on. Do you see I'm closing this door, but I'm opening a door over here? Verse 4. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to his flock in the field. Come on, wives, my two favorite wives that are sisters, let's go in secret. Uh, we'll hide among the sheep and they'll, their baaing will drown out our noise. No one will hear. We gotta figure out what we're gonna do. We have a problem here. We are calling a family meeting. Verse five, and said to them, I see your father's attitude 
that is not friendly toward me as formerly, but the God of my Father has been with me. You know that I have served your Father with all my strength, verse 7. Yet your Father has cheated me and changed my wages ten times. However, God did not allow him to hurt me. Have you ever had a boss turn against you, cheat you? You agreed to wages and then he gypped it? What about my time and a half? I worked on this holiday. You promised. Verse 8. If he spoke thus, the speckled shall be your wages. Then all the flock brought forth speckled. If he spoke thus, the striped shall be your wages. Then all the flock brought forth striped. Whatever he tried to do, God would turn it to my favor. He kept trying to jip me, and God would flip it around. God kept protecting me. I work for the Lord, yes? Do your work unto the Lord. Verse 9. Thus God has taken away your father's livestock and given them to me, a transfer of funds. Verse 10. It came about at the time when the flock were mating, that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream. Remember Jacob's ladder, Jacob's dreams? He's getting dreams from God. These are supernatural, Holy Spirit, charismatic dreams. And behold, the male goats which were mating were striped, speckled, and molted kind of spotted. Then the angel of God said to me in the dream, Jacob, and I said, here am I. He said, lift up now your eyes and see all that the male goats which were mating are striped, speckled, and molted. For I have seen all that Laban has been doing to you. God spoke to me. He said, I know you've been cheated and abused and you work like a dog and you're paid dirt and people are taking advantage and sometimes even family businesses take advantage, right? Well, it's our kid. We'll pay him less, you know. Hmm. But God has stood up for me and God has blessed me and now I have a vision and I hear God's voice and God says, I'm blessing you. I'm on your side. It wasn't just your effort. It was my blessings that has given you all this wealth. I've made you rich. Verse 13. I am the God of Bethel, house of God, God's house, right? Remember, Bethel was a special encounter. He had a special supernatural experience with the Lord at Bethel where you anointed a pillar where you made a vow to me, now arise, leave this land, and return to the land of your birth. Do you remember that special experience you had with the Lord in your past? That little Baptist church where you raised your hand, you came forward, you received the Lord, that Billy Graham crusade, that Bible study, 
that Christian retreat and you were alone with God and you prayed and you had a spiritual experience, you became born again, you recommitted, God gave you a dream, a vision, and you were just like high on the Lord. Do you remember those spiritual experiences of the past? You know, he was all alone. He had left his home. He was scared. He slept on a rock. He got the vision, Jacob's ladder, the angels. Jesus is the ultimate access and the bridge to God, right? And God speaks to him, and he anoints the stone with oil. That was his pillow, and it was like a little monument, a memorial. Sometimes in order to go forward, you must go backward, in order to advance with the Lord, you must retreat with the Lord. Does that make sense? It seems crazy. In order to gain your life, you must lose your life, right? Deny yourself. The world says, oh, you need to love yourself more. And Jesus says, no, you need to deny yourself and love me more, right? And don't love the world. And so it's that experience experience with the Lord in our life, and we need to remember it. We need to redo it. We need to return to it. Go backwards. Maybe everything's falling apart, big decisions. You know what you need to do? Stop everything. Go back to an, a spiritual experience. Go back to God's house. Sit in the chapel in the dark with you and God. Go back to that mountaintop experience out in the woods, away from everything. Just you and your Bible and your prayers. And you say, God, what do I need to do? Speak to me again. I need another dream. I need a confirmation. I need a sign. I need to get tight with you once again. That's his anchor. That's his hope. That's what we need to do. Do you remember? And God says, pack it up. Get ready to go. Verse 14. Rachel and Leah, his two wives, said to him, Do we still have any portion or inheritance in our father's house? There's no future for us here, husband. Are we not reckoned to him as foreigners? It's like we're, we're not even family anymore. He treats us like strangers. For he has sold us. He sold us out. And has also entirely consumed all our purchase price. Remember all that dowry and money and all the work you did for him? He wasted it. There's nothing left for us here. We must move on. Our time is up. We have worn out our welcome. Family has turned against us, and our in-laws have become our outlaws. Let's get the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> have you been there? <laughs> Boy, I have. <laughs> I love family to come and visit, you know, a few days a week. Now it's two weeks. Now it's a month. You want to stay two months? Oh, no. Here, I'll open the door. Here, I'll help you pack. I, I know you've got to get back to work. <laughs> Verse 16. Surely 
All the wealth which God has taken away from our Father belongs to us and our children. Now then, do whatever God has said to you. That's good advice from the wives, from your spouse, from your family. Whatever God's telling you, do it. But I'm scared. What if it goes wrong? But God's promised, I'll be with you. You know, I gave you those verses. You know, I gave you that dream. You know, I whispered it in your heart. I gave you a confirmation. Now do it. Follow the Lord. What did Jesus say? Follow me. Sometimes you've got to leave your old family and embrace your new family. You see it. Sometimes you've got to leave your worldly family in order to embrace your spiritual family. Sometimes you've got to dump old friends that are no good in order to embrace Christian friends that love you and care about you. What does it all mean? You need to be like Jacob, and you need to get God on your side. You need to hear his voice. You need to get his dreams. You need to be alone with the Lord again. You need to remember those spiritual experiences. When you got saved, when you made a commitment, when you got your miracle, your healing, your breakthrough, when you were all alone with Jesus. You need to get God's provision. You need Jesus' blessing because your hard work is not enough. Can I tell you the good news? Jesus has provided for us all. His life, his death on the cross, his resurrection, his teachings. I always say, read the red. You know, get one of those Bibles where Jesus' words are in red. The teachings of Jesus, his Bible, his church, Jesus has provided it all for us. You need not be alone anymore. Jesus will be with you. He offers you forgiveness, redemption, grace, salvation, blessings overflowing. What do you got to do? You got to ask him. You got to get on your knees. You got to get alone and say, Jesus, I need your help. Show me what to do. Help me to make this move that I know I need to make. I'm scared. I need your power. I need your presence. I need your intervention. And I want your blessings. Jesus wants to bless you so much, but you got to ask. You have not because you ask not. Christ has done all the work for us, right? It's grace. It's the cross. Jesus paid the price. 
He suffered. He worked. He did good works. He destroyed the works of the enemy. Jesus has done all the works for us. It's like he's our husband, right? He's our provider. He's our security. He's our protector. And all we do is embrace it. Provide for your family. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we need you. Be our provider, be our savior, our Lord. Be our spouse, be our family, be our best friend. We work so hard, but we need your blessings on our work. Protect us from those that would rob us and cheat us. Help us in the business world in our occupations, in our trade, we're trying to build a career, but we need your help. We want to provide for our own, for our kids, our grandkids, our spouses, our extended family that needs us, but we need your strength, your provision in order to provide for them. For we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.